This is Self Starter. Hi, folks. Welcome to Self Starter, a podcast that highlights small business owners, the self-employed, and freelancers who have taken the plunge to create their own desirable lifestyle. Bit of a tagline now. My name is Andy Dowling. I'm also the host of the Andy Social Podcast, bass player for the Australian metal band Lord, and I'm also a dispute resolution specialist. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by following at Andy Dowling, or you can go to selfstarter.com.au where you can learn more about yours truly and anything and everything to do with the self-employment world. Now, this episode is with Craig Bloxham, the man behind Wollongong City Ghost Tours. That's right, Ghost Tours, a first for Self Starter and uh, something a bit different for you guys. Now, Craig's had this business up and running for a short space of time, but his uh, experience with running Ghost Tours uh, goes back a little bit further where he lived in Tasmania for a, a period of time and ran a really successful Ghost Tour operation down there, sold it, and then uh, relocated back to the uh, south coast of New South Wales where he's born and bred and uh, has been running what has become um, a really another really successful ghost tour operation here, and um, I was quite surprised. I figured that there'd be heaps of uh, ghost tour businesses on the south coast, or at least in Wollongong, anyway. But uh, Craig's, uh, you know, on his website says we are Wollongong's only ghost tour business. So it's um, it's quite surprising because there are a lot of creepy places on the south coast, and I'll let Craig explain some of that. So um, this is a really really interesting story, and Craig goes into a bit of his background. And when you hear his story, you really understand how he got a lot of his entrepreneurial spirit and came up with uh, all these different concepts along the way. And he's never short of an idea, extremely creative, and he's always looking for a way to make money, but in really, really creative and exciting ways. So I'll leave Craig do all the explaining. As always, the show notes, everything we discuss will be over at selfstarter.com.au. I'll have links to everything. If you want to go and check out one of Craig's tours, if you're in Wollongong, um, I'll direct you there. But you can also uh, search for Wollongong City Ghost Tours on Facebook as well. But as always, selfstarter.com.au will be where you find everything, including the takeaways from this episode, which you'll hear later on after this chat. So enough of me and enough of my bird in the background. I don't know if you can hear him, but please enjoy this episode with Craig Bloxham of Wollongong City Ghost Tours. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for giving me some of your time. Um, I guess before we kick right into it, do you want to give a brief introduction of yourself and, and what your business is all about? Yes, certainly, Andy. So um, as you said, my name is Craig Bloxham. I've, li- I've lived here on the south coast um, for most of my life, yeah. uh, although I've travelled up and down the um, east coast of Australia and down into Tasmania. And um, so I'm hitting 50 years old, uh, raised two children on my own from the age of six months and two and a half, mm-hmm. and that was probably one of the biggest challenges in my I life, <laughs> uh, and girls. Um, but how the, how the business come about? So Wollongong City Ghost Tour started on the um, 14th of March 2015. Uh, with a Facebook page of the same name. Uh, living on the south coast, I wanted to bring something different to the um, to the ordinary, the bland way of doing ghost tours uh, that were generally operated here in New South Wales. Pretty much the same way that I was doing down in Tassie because I started off in um, Tassie um, probably about 16 months prior to this and what we wanted to do was, or what I wanted to do was bring uh, a, a different component to it, like um, let's make it interactive. Mm. Let's, uh, instead of listening to a... A, a tour operator talking about the urban myths and legends, how can I make it interactive? So I thought, well, why not throw paranormal investigation equipment out there mm. and a psychic medium? Yeah, well. And it's been successful, it's been working. And from that, a lot of people have changed the way that they um, do and operate ghost tours. It's, um, it's definitely a, a niche um, 
type of business, but um, but it can cater for so many different people because it's it's part an entertainment thing. But there are people that are obviously very passionate about this kind of stuff as well. So it yep. feeds into two different groups of people. Oh, most definitely. Yep, yep, that's right. You got your um, you got your believers and you yep. got your skeptics, <laughs> and, uh, and we welcome both on the ghost tours. You know, the, the, the skeptics keep people grounded. The believers yep. think you know that the slightest thing about a shadow or anything like that is a ghost. And yep. it's not necessarily <laughs> the way. Yeah. Um, what were you doing before this business got up and running? So um, we spoke earlier before we started recording um, that you were running ghost tours in Tasmania as well. But what was some of, some of your background as far as some of the previous businesses oh. that you've been doing? Okay, so I've, uh, my first business venture, so before I even start about that, uh, I've, I've started off doing social welfare work, doing youth work and all that from the age, uh, since 1992. Mm. Hence, I'm trying my age now. <laughs> and um, progressed along into that, done more and more training, more study, mm. uh, until I worked my way up into um, uh, being a program manager uh, for a therapeutic residential care program in Tasmania. Right. To give you an idea what that's like, that was um, 75 staff, five managers, and here's me sitting at the top with a credit card with 2.5 mil. <laughs> I've got a quite easily Bit of responsibility. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. <laughs> And this is how it all come about, because my daughters have actually said to me that, um, Dad, can we go on a ghost tour? And mm. I thought, well, this is great, you know. Yep. So, um, and I thought I really need the downtime away from um, that, that full-on work in, in um, therapeutic residential care and looking after that many staff and managing a program. So I did. We'd done the three ghost tours that were in Tassie. My mind was open. Honestly, nothing happened. Mm. Um, and I started off a, a Facebook page called Tasmania's Most Haunted. Tasmania's Most Haunted sits at uh, 26,500 members now. No, but none of them have been bought. Uh, it reaches 44 countries around the world and averages 150 to a quarter of a million people per month. Wow. So, and unfortunately, oh well, it was fortunate. I did mm. sell out that business yep. in um, in December last year. So, just a quick question on that. So, it was it was the case that your daughters wanted to go on a local ghost tour, and then actually participating as a as a as a guest. Yep. You, the, the, there was a light bulb where you sort of went, "Wow, like there's there's possibly something here for for you." Where yep. you found some interest in in what was being done? Yeah, I've always had an interest in the paranormal yep. and, and that. So by going on a ghost tour, and to be quite honest with you, Andy, they were boring. You know, yep. like we were yep. listening to a. Uh, it was all about the tour guide, mm. and, uh, <laughs> and I thought that's such a shame. You know, we've got yep. so many people here. I could see people looking around. They weren't really interested in it. And unfortunately, at the end of it, they threw a skeleton down in front of everyone, which totally oh. ruined the whole <laughs> the whole lot. So it, it was um, really good, and it, it took. I started that page off on in June 2012. By January 2014, um, that Facebook page started to snowball, and I'm wondering what did this mean. And I thought uh, we went from 364 members up to 2,000 members, and within a matter of weeks, we hit 5,000. Okay. I wonder what all this meant. And and as I looked up into the stars, I thought, well. Do a ghost tour. Yeah. Do, how would you do a ghost tour? Incredible. So it went from there. So relocated back up here on the south coast, and you decided to bring the concept here to create a business up in the Illawarra in the Shoalhaven region. Yep. Um, 
what were some of the challenges getting that started? Because you've, you've got the background of doing it in Tassie yep. and you're bringing that concept up here and obviously making it unique up here. But, I mean, what sort of challenges to get something off the ground here okay. in this region? Yeah, look, and look from, from starting back off and doing those um, interactive ghost tours, well, mm. it wasn't, didn't take long for it to actually spread and then every man and his dog's doing a ghost tour of, of the same <laughs> nature. So I started doing my first ghost tours at Helensburg Tunnels. Yep. Um, which was very, very difficult because we we had to take 25 to 30 people one way into a tunnel, which was muddy, yeah. and uh, one way out. <laughs> and the echo that was in those oh, tunnels yeah. would have been, you know, it was quite phenomenal. So the challenges, um, I, I, I guess, from doing that is I wanted to do something different again. Mm. And I thought, well, what can I bring to the Illawarra in the Shalaman area that nobody's ever done, or, or even to the east coast of Australia? Mm. And the concept came up with the mystery bus tour. Yeah, well, uh, okay. mystery bus goes tour. So um, I got my hands on a 24-seater bus. <laughs> yeah, uh, we take 16 people at a time, um, and we we take them to three undisclosed locations, and. That's right. Three un- undisclosed locations, uh, which is very, that's a challenge in itself because people are saying, where can you go? But we are going on private property, which uh, they've got to appreciate that um, the guy doesn't want, you know, mm. some people turning up on his property unannounced. Yep. So that was one of the challenges that we had. And the other challenge that we had was, um, um, well, trying it's a self-belief you know like um can i do it mm. of course you always get those things in your mind that says no you can't look you're wasting your time it, it really isn't about the money because honestly you won't be able to retire doing ghost tours <laughs> or doing this type of business yeah however um so it becomes more of a passion and so we worked out how much the um costs were on it mm-hmm. and um and what sort of people we were targeting so and I mean, obviously, because there's, I mean, we're in a great part of the country as well, because I mean, I certainly over the last sort of 15 odd years that I've been living in New South Wales, I hear from so many mates about the, the local haunts and there's all these places, especially down the south coast of these great locations. So you're not short of a location, but no doubt the logistics of being able to get around to all these locations, but also to get the buy-in and making sure that you're doing the right thing as well could be, there would have been some initial hurdles to try and map that all out and work out the logistics around it. Most definitely Dan, uh, Andy, because we've got to um, you just can't walk into any old building and um, look, a lot of them are either owned or mm. or managed by uh, a national trust or mm. environment and heritage. Mm. So you've got to I don't know, develop a gift of the gab, I yeah. suppose. <laughs> that's right, that. sell the concept. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. And you are dealing with things that people find it very difficult to believe in too, so yep. that in itself has been a challenge. How do you, how do you deal with, um, with those sceptics? Because you mentioned before it's good to have the balance there, it keeps people grounded. Um, but do you get people that come along to these tours that are a little bit of, I guess for lack of a better term, a bit of dead weight. <laughs> you know, and they and sometimes yeah. they might bring down the whole the whole mood of it down to a level that's not actually benefiting the whole group. Do you have that sort of experience at times with this? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Um, so the the tours that we've done down in Tasmania took us to the oldest and, and continually run asylum in Australia yeah. and, uh, and most definitely haunted, very mm. active. Mm. Uh, before I go into any place, I take a paranormal investigation team in and I'll take mm. a couple of psychic mediums just to let me know that whether it's haunted or yeah, not. Yeah. So the question you ask about the, the, the sceptics 
is I believe that they serve their purpose on a tour and yes they do walk in there they've got their hands on their hips their eyes are sort of their heads on the side they're they're really not interested and most of the skeptics are the husbands or partners of the females <laughs> yes. that want to go on the ghost tour so um, but look, I have seen the the most skeptical people walk out believers and how we do that we get them involved in we get them involved in the actual ghost tour. So yeah. we give them probably one of the best pieces of equipment that we've got. Yep, okay. Um, so if they're visual, they get to see things like that. Or we, um, we, we get the psychic medium that, that will spend some time with them as well. That's it, but single them out a little pretty bit. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You will participate in this. But I think it's a great idea. I mean, you've, yep. it's a, in, in a setting where you're going to have a lot of people that are passionate about it and excited to go, you want that excitement to stay throughout the whole tour. And if yep. you've got people that have been dragged along by a partner or, or, or have come in with it thinking, oh, this is a whole lot of, you know, Cod's wallop, and and I'll, I'll just you know I'm just going to deal with it. But um, you don't want that mood to drag everyone down. So if you can get those people involved, even on a very basic level, where they're holding devices or they're being yeah. sort of leading a, a group into a room or something like that, it sort of really helps sort of get them to sort of feel even if they don't believe. Yeah. Um, just to be in those surroundings is pretty. Yeah, that's right. As well. that, that, that's right. And look, one, another challenge, or one a hard thing to do when doing this type of work, is to actually set the tone. So you don't ha- I don't have to scare people on yeah. a tour. And in actual fact, I'm probably one of the only ghost tours that don't um, use fear factor <laughs> as part of it. People come scared. People come with their adrenaline yeah, pumped. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my role as running a ghost tour is to keep the tone or set the tone to make sure that it doesn't become boring and that you're just walking around. So, mm. um, yeah, so uh, having a general, uh, a good gauge of character I, I guess I look around see the people that are, are, are losing interest and mm. um, I tend to Just gently bring them back in <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah um, you mentioned before about mindset um, when obviously building the business to get ready for it to be launched here in the Illawarra on the Shoalhaven um, was there any was there any I mean obviously you mentioned fears about whether it was going to be successful and what you were going to you know what it was going to be received or how it was going to be received but you know what sort of fears leading up to that first tour that you booked you know the first people that you booked was there I mean was there any concerns about that that you had to sort of break through uh, yes look there, there was look the biggest fear I had uh, there or concern was my self-belief you know mm. like first of all like here I am I'm taking people through the expectations have I built it up to something that I can't live up to mm. so um, and without putting you on the chair, as uh, from a psycho- psychological point of view, is that something that you've had to come back to again and again over the years as far as, you know, meeting that mindset and going, you know, just having to put yourself on, yep. on, on, the, soap, on, on the soapbox, but on, on the stage to say, it's now or never. Like, you've yes. got you to you follow through with this and that, take action. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you've got to... Yeah, you've got to run at it I guess in yeah. a sense not yeah. run away from it <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> yep. um, from a marketing point of view when when you were launching your business in those first few tours how did you get word out there I know you had a successful Facebook page that was uh, based in the, the Tasmanian business but up here how did you get the word out there so people in the local area knew that knew that this existed oh okay yeah well uh, I think social media is probably one of the biggest things so yeah. uh, having an Instagram um, Twitter yeah. Facebook page look the Facebook page um, is probably the best uh, but also when it comes to marketing it was also getting in uh, involved in the papers the radios um, usually with with um, 
uh, any sort of media, as soon as someone gets onto it, someone else will follow through. Mm. And yeah. I've, I've done, I've been on radio, and I'm. It's a fortunate, unfortunate thing that if anything spooky happens, um, <laughs> then they're starting to call me. Perfect. Yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly yeah. what you want. To get, I mean, to get in front of people in the local media, um, was it a case of you just contacting you know, the local papers, the local radio, and just introducing yourself and what your business was all about? Was that sort of as basic as it was? Or did you have sort of a, you know, I don't know, a strategy or something when you're coming into it to right. try and work out the best way of tackling this? Yeah. Oh, look, my mind just never switches off, Andy. You know, like I just think, how am I going to mark? it and I thought well well it was pretty simple yep. it was about getting involved into uh, say the Illawarra Mercury for example mm. yep. and and having a talk to them and say well, look we're launching a, uh, uh, the only ghost tour operations in the Illawarra area uh, are you interested yeah yeah. Perfect. So. And I think that's a good thing. I mean, I've certainly experienced it living sort of in a regional area. Um, well, it happens anywhere in the country, but, you know, journos and anyone that works in the media are always looking for a story and yep. they're always looking for something to talk about. And if you can pitch it the right way and give and make their job easy and actually paint a lot of the story for them, then they're just filling in the gaps in between. And so right. I think yep. um, a lot of the times we sit back and we wait for people to contact us and it's never going to happen because that person might not know you even exist. No, if you can right. go to them with a whole game, like a whole story and everything for them and say, this is something that potentially you could write about or talk about on radio or whatever it is, then yep. it makes their job so much easier. Yeah, yeah, exactly mm. right. And look, how I first started in Tasmania was doing media releases. Okay, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. we'd hit the uh, televisions, radio, uh, media print, yep. and um, all at once with the media release, and we would, it wouldn't take long. So we'd have people, we'd invite people along on the tour for free to come and experience that. Perfect. They would give good feedback. Yeah. Hopefully, get the <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it's been up and running for a little while now. The, yep. the Wollongong City goes to us. Um, what are the current challenges that you've got at the moment? So you're up and running. It's doing well. You've had a bit of exposure through the media and, and to us in be going well. But what's what's some of the current sort of challenges that you're facing okay. at the moment? Yeah, look, um, probably one of, a, a good challenge at the moment is some of the places that I want to get into, I can't. Mm. So they're either uh, shut off to the ideas mm. so, um, or they're privately owned. Yep. So... Uh, running ghost tours, um, people do think that you need an old building, and, and look, it sets the tone of going mm. into an old building, um, but it is really difficult, Andy, trying to get somewhere mm. to actually run regular ghost tours, yeah. uh, hence the reason I thought, well, if we can only, um, instead of having one set place, why don't we introduce a bus and take them to three set Absolutely. places, even if other people are running them, yep. you know, or, yep. or have these places. Yeah, yeah. I think that's um, that's a difficult thing because you've got to you've got to battle a perception. Yeah. You know, a lot of these people, places that are privately owned, they might think that you know people are coming in to potentially tarnish whatever is being whatever's sitting there and so to be able to go in there and, and give them reassurance can be a difficult thing especially if they've had bad experiences in the past with trespassing and all these kind of um, yep. instances yep. they might not want to attract more attention to what what they own as well exactly. so it's a, it's a hard thing to yeah to it's, combat. it certainly is um, one of the properties that we go into it is, is a private residence mm. and uh, they're a great family. Yeah. Uh, however, he flies in, flies out, mm. and he's not there during the day. And he's, he's a young, reasonably young. He's younger than me, mm. and he has his family there with children. So yeah. he doesn't want people, or unknown people, walking up onto his property. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, a lot of yeah. a lot of hurdles, and I think that's just going to be something you'll always have to deal with yeah. as as the yeah. as the business continues to operate. Um, yeah. With with your history being on the south coast. 
you know, you're born and raised here. Yep. You, you know, you have travelled and, and lived elsewhere, but you come back. Um, you know, one thing that I've seen a lot is um, not so much the negativity, but a lot of talk about lack of opportunity, um, unemployment, and you know, people sort of uh, falling into the trap of um, you know government assistance and and yes. just. I guess, not finding where the opportunities are. And I think a big thing for this podcast that I've seen with a lot of people taking initiative, and you're another person that's now added to the list, is people that are creating their own desirable lifestyle, which is what I always talk about. So, I mean, what do you see in Shoalhaven or the Illawarra as far as opportunities for other people? Uh, We live in a society, Andy, where, where the negativity or the negative side of life overrides the positive. We don't hear that much of the positive mm. stuff that's actually happening out there. So we talk about high unemployment youth mm. uh, in the Shalhaven and Illawarra. And again, I think it's, uh, it's now starting to become generational because I, I grew up in that same area, living here all my life mm. as well. Um, and both my kids don't live here no more, yeah. so they've, they've moved out of the area. Yeah. Um, look, the... The difficult thing is the youth around here, it's so easy to fall into a routine. It's so easy to think, well, okay, I've got to go, I've got to get on youth allowance because I need money. Instead of thinking, well, okay, what can I do to get a career or make a career? Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think a big thing that I've seen is that there's a lot of people down here. You know, so you, yeah. I mean, if you're just looking at it as a numbers game, there's a lot of people that live down here, and we all want the same things as people in the city want. Yep. So if you want to keep it really simple, you can do very basic services or create goods or products for people because you know the population here wants the same things as people in Sydney or Canberra or Brisbane yep. or Melbourne. And um, but I think we sort of, as you said, we, we get stuck into a pattern or a routine and thinking yep. that there's only one particular path that we're allowed to to walk on. Yep. And um, there's a lot of there's a lot of options that people have and. It's not always the case of I need to get out of the Shoalhaven or I need to get out of the Illawarra and yeah. get to Sydney because that's the only place I'm going to find opportunity. There's, yeah. there's potentially a lot here as well. There, there, there definitely is. Yeah. Um, make it, create it. You yeah. know, like um, pursue your ideas. Mm. You know, like I, I've had um, my background is I work in social welfare, so yeah. I've spent 20 odd years working in social welfare or working with families, or disadvantaged families. Mm. Mm. And, that, uh, and learning and, and teaching these families, uh, giving them a sense of worth, you mm. know, like a, a, a better sense of responsibility, how to break cycles and mm. all that. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, unfortunately, a lot of people are products of their, of their environment. And I think, um, you know, for gener- especially a generational thing, I think if we're brought up in a certain way with a certain way of thinking, it's very hard to break out of those patterns. So hopefully things like, this podcast and also technology getting better and people have got phones now and they can quickly go on online and search for things and get information that they'll start to learn about what other people are doing around the world and realise that, wow, I can actually be really creative here in my hometown and do something really successful and not have to worry about, oh... You know, there's no there's no job vacancies at the moment, so I'll sit there and I'll just wait until until vacancy opens up. I'll create yeah. my own job. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly right. You know, like if, if there's things that are happening around Australia and the rest of the world, I think we'd need the mindset that um, instead of going to these places, we need to bring these things here. Absolutely. Like I said, we we live in what I consider to be God's country. You know, we live mm. in the best part of Australia. You know, mm. we've got the most beautiful beaches. We've got the rainforest. We've got the wildlife here. Yep. Um, and we've got some really great people. Yeah. 
uh, unfortunately these people do have a mindset and, and believe that they need to move out of the area to succeed. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I've lived here all my life and I believe that success just doesn't come from your environment, it comes from inside out, mm. you know, like you've got to have that belief and there's got to be a lot more programs and a lot more training around having self-confidence mm. and, and to be able to take that step outside of what they normally would. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that, could be a, that could be a massive rabbit hole that we jumped down with, which is that alone. But it's something that yeah. I'm, I'm quite passionate about, which is yeah. sort of the underlying of what this podcast is as well, is just to give people a little bit of an insight of what other people are doing and learn from people and listen into a conversation and go, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Or I didn't know that, that it could potentially be that easy if I just took some action and yep. took the plunge and faced some fears. So um, hopefully it plants some seeds with different people when they listen in over time. With Before we wrap up, the, with the business itself, I mean, this version of the business in Illawarra um, has only been up and running for a short period of time. Yep. What's the next six months or the next 12 months look like? Is, is, is there a sort of any immediate plans? I know you mentioned with um, trying to get out to more locations, but what's, what's it look like for, for the business? Okay, so we're building up on it. Mm -hmm. um, so our, our future, our vision for the, for the next six to 12 months is to, uh, I, I guess, build up on it. We're still building up, but mm -hmm. we want to play it out so we can actually look at and reflect about where we're coming from. Perfect. We want to be able to um, um, market the right people, travel around, you know. I'm looking for um, options and opportunities that are out there. So whenever I do a ghost tour, I'm always talking to people mm. and, and always think, well, and a lot of people in, in that spooky environment where they come and do a ghost tour, they're always talking about, well, I've got a ghost or, or I yeah. <laughs> know somewhere that's haunted. And I usually take them up and I, I, I treat people with... Um, a lot of respect, and, and I follow up on leads. A lot of people say, "Can you come and investigate my place?" Mm, um, okay. And that's what's led me to to now look at places that are run by the uh, Environment Heritage and Environment or Environment Heritage. Yep. Um, so things like asylums. Um, mm -hmm. Looking at things, we may even lead into escape rooms of some sort yeah, uh, wow. in the future. Okay. Yeah. Um, but something with a little bit of a twist. So, I love it. So who knows? There's so many possibilities because you think just on the surface, you go, oh, let's go to a, you, yeah. you go to a, you know, a stereotypically or a cheesy, creepy place and you walk around and you tell a couple of stories and that's it. But it could really sort of evolve into a lot more and it can create a lot of additional services and things off the back of it. So it's, it's, it's quite it, exciting. It, it really is because yeah. what actually come from doing ghost tours um, is the, um, the decision to buy a, a drone. And right, from okay. that droning, I've started doing having more of an interest in photography. Okay. So, um, so I've been asked now to do some weddings, uh, take some aerial shots wow. uh, for business. I think there was a, a bit of a business idea that I started off with and thought, well, okay, a lot of people do real estate when you when you buy a drone and take a lot of aerial yep. photography. Yep. I thought there was something out there in the way of um, how can we how can we use drones in the building industry. You know, instead of using scaffolding these days, it's, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's just one idea leads to another. To another. And the good thing about that is that you don't have to put all your eggs in one basket as well. No. So it's not always about just the one business. And as long as you've got the time to be able to do it, you're not restricted to one thing. You can have a, a whole range of different things in yep. different different pockets, different little um, baskets, and and still, and it keeps life interesting. Yeah, it certainly does. <laughs> yeah, look, and what's important to me is my downtime. Is yep. actually. Forgetting about doing ghost tours, forgetting about <laughs> having a social welfare, um, you know, career, yep. and um, sitting at home and just 
looking at the birds, listening yep. to the waves, you Absolutely. know. And, a bit and, of a reset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I think that's where most of my ideas come from is is the ideas are there when I'm not thinking about any anything else. Yep. And then pursuing them. Do I pursue this? And how do I pursue it? And Perfect. then who do I need in my team yeah. to help me achieve this? Yeah. I love so, it. I love yeah. it. Well, I'll put links um, to the business, especially the Facebook page, of course. Thank you. Um, and anything and everything that you want to want to um, plug and, pl- and place in there, we'll do that. But um, Craig, thank you so much, and I'm really excited to see where um, where this evolves into. It's um, and I'll have to come on a tour sometimes. Well. Oh, look, <laughs> when you're ready, Andy. Um, my word. Make sure you do. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Craig. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. If you want to go on one of Craig's tours, or maybe you just want a bit of a sticky beak to see what this ghost tour business is all about, you can go to the show notes, as always, at selfstarter.com.au, and I'll have all the links and resources. Everything we discuss will be in the show notes over there, including my key takeaways from this episode. Now, I got four main points. There was heaps of things I got out of this episode, so if I do miss something, Please let me know, whether it be via selfstarter.com.au or on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Shoot me a message. I would love to hear from you. So the four main things that I got out of this episode, number one, create your own news stories. So do you want to get some local coverage in a newspaper or on radio? Don't just ask, but actually pitch a story. Journalists and those that work in the media are always hunting for stories and content. So make their job as easy as possible by pitching a story, a concept, angle, reasons as to why it's valuable information for their readers and listeners, and even include some high-quality photos as well. But you need to do whatever you can to ensure that the person who's taking consideration doesn't have to work too hard for you. Work for them. If you spin it around that way, your success rate of actually being highlighted in the local papers or on radio or anything as such is going to be a hell of a lot higher. So what can you do for them? Number two, become a key person in that industry. Craig's ensured that he's in the conversation locally when it comes to paranormal topics and stories. At times, he's been approached to comment on other stories and events that might initially be unrelated to him and his business. But by being referred to in related conversations, Craig has the advantage of further branding upside for his business, and there's also an indirect sales opportunity for more customers down the track. So something for you guys to think about is that if you are in a bit of a niche or a particular industry or topic, how can you become that go-to person in your line of work, interest or industry? So something to really think about because that can definitely have a hell of a lot of upside for you. Number three, diversification. There is nothing wrong with putting a single focus on one business. However, there is also absolutely nothing wrong with expanding or creating new lines of work off the back of your initial creation. Craig is starting to use his profile in the paranormal world to seek private client work that is actually unrelated to his ghost tours. In addition, Craig's also discovered opportunities that have come from the equipment that he initially bought for the purpose of his ghost tour business. So in this case, being a drone. Craig's ensuring that every idea and opportunity is being considered and it's it's having great results for him. Number four, embracing the naysayers. Craig's embraced the skeptics who are usually dragged along by their partners, family members, friends to these ghost tours by having them included in every way possible from holding the paranormal equipment to giving them opportunities to work with the on-site medium. Craig believes that these skeptics bring a balance to the tour experience, which he welcomes and loves to show not only the believers, but the non-believers what the tour experience is all about. So those are my four key takeaways. As I mentioned before, if there was something that you got out of it that I haven't highlighted, I would absolutely love to hear from you, whether it be through the website, selfstarter.com.au, or on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, by searching at Andy Dowling as well. As mentioned before, all this information, blog posts, everything we discussed in this episode will be in the show notes over at selfstarter.com.au. 
Now, before we wrap up this episode, a few quick things. If you want to support this podcast, please, I would absolutely love it if you share it around to anybody that's interested in the self-employment world. But also you can leave a review, whether it be on Facebook or on Apple Podcasts or anywhere on the internet, it all helps. And I thank you so much for those people that have been supporting the podcast. Speaking of thanks and support, I must mention that I've discovered that I'm a finalist in the 2018 Australian Podcast Awards for Host of the Year for the Self Starter Podcast. I'm absolutely blown away. I'm so thankful and so grateful for this national acknowledgement. And um, just being named as a finalist is an incredible achievement for not only me and the podcast, but for every business owner that's been highlighted so far through Self Starter and the business owners that will continue to be highlighted in the months and hopefully years to come as well through Self Starter. So a massive win for all of us, including you listening. Um, the podcast is obviously bringing value to people and it's great to get that feather in the hat to know that we're on the right track. So a massive, massive thank you. If you want to learn more about the other finalists in this category, in all the categories for the Australian Podcast Awards, you can go to australianpodcastawards.com and the winners of every category, including host of the year, will be announced on the 5th of May in Melbourne. There is an awards night for the Australian Podcast Awards 2018 uh, and you can buy tickets via the Australian Podcast Awards com website as well so that's enough from me thank you so much another episode coming out in the fortnight in the meantime read the blogs share the stories around message me i'd love to get feedback from you guys i really appreciate all the support until then bye bye